2: welcome to the following on podcast from talk sports i'm scott taylor and we're now just hours away from the start of england's white ball tour of south africa over the course of the next two weeks we'll bring you every single ball of the free t20s and free one-day internationals exclusively live on talk sport 2 but over the course of this show though we we'll are here from both captains as well as bringing you an exclusive interview with a former England captain and a legendary South African all-rounder as we build up to the opening game in Cape Town. So much to cram into this show, you're listening to Following On. Well, Welcome to the show and the good news heading into the first T20 at Newlands is that Cricket South Africa confirming there's been no positive tests in their latest round of coronavirus testing, of course, the South Africans being rocked with two tests in the camp ahead of the series. Whilst on the England side, Owen Morgan will have a full strength side to choose from for the first time in what's probably been a few years. I mentioned Owen Morgan there. Let's hear from the England captain now. He's been speaking to our man on the ground in South Africa, Neil Manthorpe.
3: From the outside, it looked like preparations couldn't have gone any better. Just two really intense contests and, and everyone's fit and well and preparation's never gone so well. No, I
4: think uh, they've been really good. It's, it's great to have the group back together after, a, uh, I suppose, a challenging but exciting summer. It's, it's great to be back playing cricket. We all feel very fortunate, given the circumstances around the world, to be in the position that we are. And uh, being back in, in South Africa is, is awesome. It's a, it's a magnificent place to tour Obviously, again, circumstances are different, but our guys are really excited to get things underway tomorrow.
3: You're going to have to ask to play 15 a side just to include all of your automatic choices, aren't you?
4: Well, it's, selection certainly is a, a nice challenge. Um, we have a full-strength side, which is rare in, in a T20 squad, and given that you know, over the course of the summer, there's been so much cricket, but also challenges with biosecure bubbles and transferring them from one over to the other and it's 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 a great challenge to have I can't tell it as stress to you how fortunate we are in having the players that we do here to play this T20 series and then move on to the, the one day series um, the, the talent that we have in the change room is, is, is awesome, yes it does create a little bit more emphasis on trying to get results but we're building towards a T20 World Cup next year and, and trying to get Guys in the right roles and using the right formula as a team is, is very important um, in in contributing to that you know, india World Cup
3: the journey that england 's white ball teams have been on over the last five years you 're now at the forefront of the world game. How do you stay there
4: I think continuing to challenge everything that we 're doing moving forward uh, I think being open minded and Focusing on the on the growth of the side and not just standing still is very important for us. You know, over the course of the four-year cycle in the lead into 2019 with our 50-over side, it was a constant emphasis on not standing still and, and looking behind us. Everything was about driving things forward and focusing on our own game. And I think, given the position that we're in, T20 cricket, where we're number two in the world and we're not trailblazing anything, we're still playing a little bit of catch-up with India and Australia um, over a long period of time. And I think, looking ahead to the World Cup in India, where we're going to be playing uh, away from home, uh, India are going to be favourites going into that, presents different challenges and, and challenges that we're uh, going to meet head on and, and you know, try and be best placed going into that by, by having that mindset.
3: It's one thing having 13 or 14 players or 15 players challenging for an 11, but having over 20, I mean, you hope that that translates into intensity and competition for places but is there a danger that some might get a bit despondent?
4: Um, I think depending on how long the tour is and how long people spend in the bubble that certainly can happen I think over the course of the summer we experienced that and given opportunities for guys to get out of the bubble and go home and see families and then come back re-energised is something that we looked at. Um, certainly a couple of guys did that over the course of the summer Just Butler, Joe Denley um, guys felt as if they needed time to sort of re-energise and revitalise as You know, it's, although we're we're living our dream and playing international cricket, it, it poses different challenges off the field. So that's certainly things that we've looked at. And I think into the new year, with the schedule that we have, I mean, once we start playing again, there's no break. I think for about 16 months. So we'll see guys transitioning across. Uh, different formats, jumping in and out of sides and not necessarily based on performance or selection, it's, it's just guys need a break at different stages
3: And final question is about the South Africans, as well as your preparation has gone, theirs has been catastrophic with a couple of positive tests and then the, and then rain on the one day that they were going to tra- practice in Paul um, Are you concerned about that at all or just concerned about your own team? No, I'm not
4: concerned about that at all they're, they're a fantastic side and you know, we don't have to look too far um, you know, behind where we've played them recently. Uh, they were outstanding in the way that they played the, in the one-dayers and the T20s, and it was nail-biting throughout our whole tour the last time we were here. So we're very excited. I'm sure they'll pull up, and, and, and you know, when it comes to actual game time, they'll, they'll be switched on, um, as they've had quite a few guys playing in the IPL recently. So um, we're looking forward to the
5: challenge.
2: Yeah, Owen Morgan in conversation with Neil Manthorpe there. He then went on to speak to the press. And as we know, in these COVID times, these interviews are done over Zoom. And he had some interesting comments to say on Jofra Archer and his workload, head of two T20 World Cups in two years. I mean, he's, he's
4: one of the best in the world. He's just coming back off the MVP in, in the IPL. So he's, he's incredible to have around. Um, I, don't, I don't think we'll have him that often. In between now and the World Cup, I think certainly one of the series that are going to be more relevant to to, to have as close to full strength as possible is going to be India, if it is in India, Um, obviously trying to replicate the the World Cup, but the challenge of him trying to commit to all, even if you said play all of the tests and all of the, the T20s, I think that's too much of a challenge for guys playing all three formats at the moment, given that We don't know circumstances around getting in and out of bubbles or getting home or getting family on tour with you. It just creates a a different challenge. So one of our challenges is is just trying to get him into a headspace where he's enjoying his cricket while he's with us um, and trying to make the most of the opportunity while he's with us.
2: So Morgan there saying, Geoff Archer may not play many T20s for England between now and the start of the World Cup in India in November and you think about it he's got the IPL coming up late this year before that the India tour which is also exclusively live on TalkSport 2 they go to Sri Lanka they got a home summer as well they can go to Bangladesh and then Pakistan for two T20s before the World Cup so there's a lot of cricket I think I was reading somewhere it might have been Nick Holt in the Telegraph saying there's 127 days of cricket for England in in the year 2021 that's come to think of it, is is staggering. It, it's essentially like a game of cricket every other three days in 2021. Good for the fan, good for us here at TalkSport as well, but for the players, I can't imagine that would be too fun having to travel to all these places, especially if we're in bubbles and manage our workloads besides. Anyway, let's bring you some reaction now from the South Africa camp. Their captain Quinton de Kock believes we're in for another close series this time round.
6: England have a an unbelievable record um and a team that that's full of match winners. But I think last year, the the last series we played against, I think we definitely gave them a run for their money. You know, I think both teams played played unbelievable cricket. Um obviously it was disappointing we didn't we didn't win the series, but I thought the way we went about things, uh we always we always fought to the end. We didn't just sit back just because we knew it was England. And yeah, I think I think this time I think it should be a good ton- contest again. Um, if I look at both squads, I think we're almost, almost matching. Obviously, one or two, two more things are a little bit different, but I think when I get out to the field, I think it's going to be a close, close contest once again.
2: Of course, the two sides met earlier this year. Can't believe it was this year. England against South Africa. Those entertaining T20s where England were chasing down. Over 220. South Africa were winning off the last ball. England were winning off the last ball. A free match thrilling series that time round. England winning it 2-1. What will we see this time round? Those free T20s starting today, of course, is live on TalkSport 2. Elsewhere, the England batsman Johnny Bairstow has been speaking to our very own Darren Goffy. You'll hear the full podcast on following on here on Sunday... And I mentioned the busy schedule coming up for England in 2021. So let's hear from the Yorkshire and England man, Johnny Bersto, that is, about what could be a potentially riveting period for the national side in the years to come.
7: Like you say, it's an opportunity. It's something to go one step further. It's something that drives uh, individuals, drives a squad, drives a... An organization to be excited to be going and playing in potentially three World cups in three years, the two World cups and then the the, the, uh, the ODI World Cup at the back end of which two of them are in india that's that's something that doesn't come around very often um, and the the buzz and the energy that the group of players uh, have and will have uh, is, is really really exciting. Um, because we have a chance to, again, affect history. Which England side has gone and won a, a T20 World Cup and, in India, which, and then Australia, and then back to India. There's, there's not many teams that could potentially do that. Uh, to retain a, an ODI uh, World Cup would be unbelievable. A 50-over World Cup to, to potentially be contenders to retain that in a couple of years' time. Um, to be going into a, a T20 uh, World Cup, hopefully at the end of this year, as potential contenders, that's that's huge as a as a side, especially when you're talking about going over to the subcontinent.
2: England's Johnny Best though, there, and with two T20 World Cups, one in 2021 in India, one in Australia in 2022, and then back to India for the 50 over in 2023. It could be a historic couple of years for English cricket. You can hear the full interview between TalkSports Darren Goff and the England batsman Johnny Bairstow here on the following on podcast on Sunday. And still to come on this show, though, we're we'll here from the legendary South Africa all-rounder Sean Pollock and the former England captain Michael Atherton. This is the following on podcast from Talksport.
1: Today, to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan.
8: Hendricks is in. Oh, goodness me. Jason Roy has just run down the track and has uh, pinned his ears back and
3: swatted it back over long on for six. Oh, that's a huge hit. <laughs> Massive hit for Woo-hoo! six over deep mid-wicket. Right, Ben Stokes means business. He's in. Sheet around the wicket.
8: Miller swings oh. it to the left <laughs> side. Six ball.
3: Here is... Jordan once again, bowled him. Here is Curran again, bowled,
8: six more!
3: Third one inside the foul play and he's in, he's
5: bowled hey. and he's hit for six over long on. What a shot from Josh Butler. Jordan in, Bowls oh God, to Cock over a deep mid-wicket! Six more! Oh! Yeah, you're listening to the following on
2: podcast from TalkSport. I'm Scott Taylor and we're just hours away from the first T20 international between England and South Africa live from Cape Town and more importantly live on TalkSport 2 with Mark Butcher and the team from 3pm. Let's bring you more reaction from the England camp now and Owen Morgan's been discussing life in biosecure bubbles and despite the news of a potential COVID vaccine coming into force in the coming months, Morgan still believes they'll be in these bio bubbles for some time.
4: Given obviously the the news about the vaccine, is, it's going to be a considerable amount of time before actually the, the people who need it get it. There are certain circumstances which determine whether you, whether you actually need it or not. Just because it's available to you doesn't necessarily mean that you should have it or take it. And I think we're in, we're in that position. I think we're well down the pecking order of, of people that should be prioritised or certainly within the first six months, um, be looked at in, in, in getting it um, so I, I don't see this changing certainly before the start of our summer
2: England captain Owen Morgan there and we go from one captain to another and the South Africa captain Quinton de Kock he's been speaking about facing a strong England side but in particular a side that contains a certain Ben Stokes
6: I, just better go with, I was the keeper and Ben Stokes just smashed the 100 against us so he's still a very a very top class uh, player adds a lot of value to that team but and look at the squad who I think is going to play I think there's a lot of guys to watch out for so yeah you know you can't just pick one guy any any player from the english team if they come off um, you know they they could really hurt you so yeah it's not just one guy even though stokesy is one guy that can hurt you in all ways from bowling can do something spectacular in the field, batting, don't know how well he can bat, uh, how dangerous he is. So, so yeah, I know he's he's dangerous in everything he does.
2: Of course, he mentioned that 107 that Stokes scored for Rajasthan against the Mumbai Indians in the IPL earlier this year, and that was when he was opening the batting as well. And you only look at the openers that England have got; they've got Roy, they've got Bearstow, they've got Butler. He's been opening for for Rajasthan and for England. You've got David Milan can open. He's the number one ranked T20 batsman in the world. And you've also got Ben Stokes there as well. The the strength and depth in this England side is incredible. And it speaks volumes when the test captain, Joe Root, who hit 77 in one warm-up game and 40-odd in the second warm-up game, doesn't get a place in the T20 side. It must be a serious selection headache for national selector Ed Smith. Let's hear from Ed Smith now, because he spoke with talk sports John Norman at the start of the month when this tour was announced. let's hear what he had to say about the omission of Joe Root.:
8: Joe Root stays, you know, outside that T20 setup for now. It's also the case that we're very aware just how great a cricketer Joe Root is, one of England's greatest ever cricketers. And if there was a major tournament around the corner as there will be um, next autumn with the T20 World Cup we could easily include Joe Root and we know how good a player he is. It's also the case that currently, as it stands today, he's not in the starting 11 in T20s. And it's also the case that Joe's one of those people who's going to need to have some rest over the next year. Now, this tool, that wasn't particularly appropriate. That wasn't an appropriate or necessary problem because they're all going to be together, ODIs and T20 players. But in the new year, I would say that England will probably use T20s to rest Joe Root in 2021 in the early part of the year that doesn't mean that he's in any way ruled out or couldn't come in for a major tournament later on in the year but looking after players like Joe Root who are so central to England's success is very important.
2: Yeah national selector Ed Smith talking about Joe Root's omission from the side while well, the former England captain Michael Atherton join Adrian Durham and Darren Groff on drive to discuss that and so much
9: more. Well, they've just got so many good players. Um, it, it's rather different, you know. When he took over, I know he captained in the 2015 World Cup, the 50 over version. But then they ran, had that four year run into the to the great triumph at Lords, and you, you know you would you wouldn't say that they had a stronger squad as they have now of, of white ball one day players. So it was fairly easy to kind of stick with a... A, a squad and, and kind of stick with that through a four-year period. I think pretty much they know the kind of squad that they want around the T20 side. It's just actually getting down to the final 11. And in some ways, that will be conditions dependent anyway, because obviously the World T20 is going to be in India. That'd be a very different pitch, for example, as Goffey would know, to the pitch they'll play on at Newlands tomorrow. So the balance of the side might slightly switch. And then they've just got one or two questions to answer what to do with Butler. Um, I mean, that's not a problem in itself because he's kind of world-class at the top of the order, world-class in the middle order. You can go <laughs> either way, really. Um, so it's just those final decisions that they've got to make. Uh, and if Bairstow plays, it means one of the all-rounders misses out, which is probably Sam Curran or Moeen Ali. Um, but you have to say, they're blessed with plenty of decent options. I mean, they had an intra-squad game the other day 22 of them or whatever, all of whom probably back in mine and Goffey's day would have got in a (laughs) one-day side that England put out. So they're very, very strong in in white ball cricket at the moment.
5: Where do you stand on the Root situation? I had an argument with Army today, believe it or not. Me and Army argue (laughs) like cat and dog anyway. But he he thinks, but Root's just been rested. I said, what, has he been rested for the last 12 months and then they're suddenly going to bring him out in India and say, oh, well, he's ready now. Or are you in the fact, camp, but he doesn't fit in at this moment in time, into Owen Morgan's best 15, but he might suddenly get in, come India, where do you stand on it others?
9: Well I don't think he gets into the best 15 right now, simply because the man who did come in, Dawid Milan has done so well uh, in the time that he's played, he's the number one ranked T20 batsman I think he averages what best part of 50, mm. with a strike rate of nearly 150 in the T20 games that he's been playing, so you've know, you got to keep things pretty simple selecting, haven't you? You can't simply drop a guy who is performing like that. Now, what I don't think you can have is Milan and Root in the same side. I think what they're saying is that they know that Joe Root is a world-class player and that should Dawid Milan's form drop off, for example, should he not maintain the standards he's currently doing, then they know that they can bring Joe Root into the side and he's extremely experienced. He's an extremely good player. He's done well in India, where the World T20 will be before. He bowls a bit of off-spin as well, which can be handy there, as it was in the last tournament. So kind of, it's a kind of win-win for them. If Dawid Milan keeps performing and producing as he does, um, clearly he's got to play. But they know they've got a world-class player backup. And the other thing, as you'll know, is that for these multi-format players... And particularly somebody like Root, who has the extra responsibility of being the Test match captain as well, you've got to try and find places to give them a rest. You look at England's schedule over the next 12 months; it's horrific if you're an all-format player. So I think they look at T20 as a as a as a route of as a way of giving Root a rest as well. So for all those kind of reasons, it, it probably works okay at the moment. Mm. And others, I know you're
5: right, obviously, um, every single day, write a piece while you're out there. I mean, what what have you thought of the South Africans' decision uh, as a team? They've come out with it a team decision not to take an E before the matches.
9: Yeah, it's been a confused response uh, from the South African team and they've taken some flack over here. It must be said, you know, it's been uh, written by a couple of the journalists here that it's been a tone deaf response because they did all take a knee. There was a kind of um, exhibition match in July where all the players and the coaching staff took a knee. But this is the first time that the national team will have played. Um, since the Black Lives Matter movement you, you know, got up and running after the death of George Floyd. And many people have said that they think they, they should take a knee. But when I say it's a confused response, actually they're slightly backtracked today now. They put out a statement. and Everybody's expecting them to do something before tomorrow's game, although it doesn't seem that they will take a knee. But they have been very clear in their statements from Rabada, um, from the team statement that they put out today, from whatever they're going to say tomorrow, that they take this issue extremely seriously. Um, so fair enough on that point. Um, you know, lots of people obviously think they, they should take a knee, um, but as you know, here it is a very very difficult uh, situation with lots of the you know historic mm. discrimination that the country has suffered.
2: The former England captain Michael Atherton there speaking with Goffy and Adrian on Drive on Talk Sports. And as promised, it's time now to bring you that interview with the South African all rounder Sean Pollock. Of course, part of our team, the last time we were in Sri Lanka at the start of 2020. He joined Paul Hawkesby and Matt Rushton over on Talk Sports to look ahead to the series.
10: There have been places up for grabs, and, and team selection wise, people aren't as established as they could have been. In- even the last series that they played here against England and Australia on, on our soil, there it was a few combination changes and a few guys jockeying for position. So to be honest, it's not settled at all, and we're going to almost have to wait and see what they put out. I mean, the two practice games were weren't so successful for the South Africans. So um, what team do they decide to go with? Them? You know, there are some young exciting guys, or or will they opt for whatever experience they do have in the squad? We'll have to wait and see, but. As you mentioned, from England perspective, it does look a very strong unit, uh, you know, particularly in, in the batting department. I think you've got good options in the loading department. But at top six or seven, um, you know, you've got some real good hitting power.
3: Yeah, you mentioned the IPO there, Sean, and it's kind of whetted the appetite for some of these one on one battles. Norquia and Butler, that was good to watch. We've got Quentin DeCott and Joffre. Uh, There's some exciting matchups, aren't there?
10: Yeah, they are. And, yeah, there's, there's just a few opportunities in the T20 game where your know, matchups can, in many ways, win you the game. And you know, you know, Quentin de Koff walks out at the top of the order. You know, what plan have, uh, have uh, England got? You know, is for the man who, who can do the damage? You have to wait and see if it, it can be the case. And I think the South African bowlers, you know, in Giddy, uh, Rabada, and Northcote, they've had a bit of, or a lot of cricket from the RPL. Um, so in many ways, that's. That's probably our, our best-oiled part of our team at this stage. Um, and there'll be some fascinating battles at the top of the order there. Um, and we know that T20, you know, the first, if you can win the first six overs and, and often win the last four, whether you've got bat or ball in your hand, um, that goes a long way to winning the match.
3: Looking across all the disciplines of cricket, you know, test cricket, white ball, 2020, etc. Where would you put Owen Morgan uh, as a captain? Uh, he's He seems so calm. Nothing fazes him. I think he's been he's been so amazing for English cricket.
10: Yeah, I think he, he's been great. I mean, obviously, he's committed to the short format of the game. And he's got a real understanding. And he built up so much experience, whether it's nationally or, or domestically in, in competitions around the world. So I think he's got a real calmness, too, that comes from the success and understanding. And I think that's what he brings to the equation. So with the, with the players you've got and the ability of that side, you know, you do need a leader who's calm and, and confidence in his players and backs everyone, and he seems to be exactly there.
2: South Africa legend Sean Pollock there. And just a reminder, if you needed one, of course, you can hear every single ball of every single of the free T20s and free one-day internationals between England and South Africa here on talksport Two. And staying with freeze, the former England bowler and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison picked his three things to look out for in this series.
5: Well, I can't wait. It's one year away from the next 2020 World Cup. Um, and so every match is, is vitally important for England. Um, it's a ridiculous team to get into. Uh, and everybody's fighting for the place. But I think the first thing I'm looking forward to is to see the pace on display
8: for England. Mark Wood is in. Ex court! Patterson tried to clear the front leg once
5: again, but all he succeeded was getting the outside edge, and Mark Wood has a five
3: foot. Short top edge hook shot down towards fine leg, should be out and is. Sam Curran takes a very good catch. And Archer has his fifth wicket.
5: I can't wait to see Wood and Archer together because the way 2020's gone in the IPL and everything that's gone with the IPL, it just seems that pace bowlers and extreme pace like Mark Wood and Jofra Archer... Uh, have come to the fore, so you know. Fingers crossed, we get some good pitches quick pitches in in South Africa because they've got some you know quick bowlers of their own. But England need to have Archer and Wood firing. Mm. Uh, what else can we look forward to, I mean uh, Owen Morgan has a, a big decision in his hands when it comes to who opens to batten. You've got Johnny Joyous Best Oh, that's a huge <laughs> massive hit for
3: Woo-hoo! six over deep midwicket. Pick up slog sweep. Right, Ben Stokes means business. He's in. Here is uh, Jonjo Smuts in again, and Jason Roy goes the biggest one
5: of all. Crashes onto our commentary box roof. Yeah, you've got potential of four or five that could potentially open a baton. But England have gone with Butler at the top, along with Roy. So where does um, where does Johnny Besto fit in? Here's one for I'll chuck it both of you. You know you've got Besto, Butler, and Roy. They can't all fit in and they've said Butler's got to play. There's bound to be times, both centre-forwards in your career, Ali, you've been in the manager's role. You've got two and the the, the, the backup has come in, had three absolute stormers while you or Ali have been injured. What do you do? Do you bring him back, your star player, mm. or do you go I've, with what is, Harvey, what's tried and tested? I've got to say to you, from what I've seen, it's, it's a no-lose situation. No, no, definitely. It's a no-lose situation. I, I bear, so. Uh, Johnny had a brilliant... I watched IPL. I thought he was terrific with the... He opened with Warner, wasn't it? he? Did, he did, yeah. Opened, he opened with Warner. I thought the two of them were absolutely magic. Probably the only time I enjoyed watching Warner. I think... Do you know what it's like? I think, I think this election... I've got, it's like been given three presents and you can only pick two there you are that's what it is I don't think it's a, a the, the loser situation but where's myself. your two then? I'm going with Beer Sto- Bearstow and Butler Ooh, I think England will go well, England will go with Roy and uh, Butler I think um, and that's, that's what
8: happens in your ass of <laughs> you, Pickett, <laughs> Um and
5: I can't wait to see um, I can't wait to watch Rabada over the next few weeks definitely one of the fastest bowlers in the world
8: Square yeah. leg in front of the square. On the fence, always oh, knocked him over. What a delivery. Joe Root is uh, trapped on the crease. The ball nips back between bat and pad. It may just have stayed a little bit low, but the death rattle has been sounded, and it's Kagiso Robada who is the man who's played the tune.
2: Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison speaking with Alan Brazil and Ali McCoist over on TalkSport Breakfast on Thursday morning. Of course, Harmy part of our team, you can hear him as well as the likes of Mark Butcher, Gareth Batty, Alfonso Thomas, Dane Villas, Kate Cross and Andrew McKenna alongside Jared Kimber as well for our coverage on Talk Sport 2. It all gets underway this afternoon from 3pm. Join Mark Butcher and the team on Talk Sport 2 and we'll be back with the following on podcast on Saturday morning as we bring you all the fallout from the first T20 international from Newlands in Cape Town you can hear this and so much more exclusive interviews in-depth analysis and match highlights on the following on podcast you can download it on Apple podcast Acast and Spotify thanks for listening